Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Build with BBB podcast. We are here for a part two episode with BBB board member, entrepreneur, global keynote speaker, Stacey Eads. So we talked in episode one, Stacey, a bit about what you do as a strategy coach, a business strategy coach. But let's dig a little bit deeper into that. So something I'm curious about and listeners might be curious about, again, having listened to that part one episode, hearing a bit about what you do as a scaling up coach. What are the things that you see when an executive group, whatever company, whatever industry, and maybe it varies a bit by industry if that's appropriate, but I would imagine that there's a lot of the similar challenges regardless of industry. So what are some of the main challenges they bring to the table um, that you talk through? Sort of where do you start, if you will? So one of the really interesting things is that no matter what size your company is, no matter what industry you happen to be in, there's this universal law that there's going to be a bottleneck at some point in the business. There's going to be a constraint at some point in the business. How are we going to grow? How are we going to get over that hill, over that hump? How are we going to get past it, right? So a lot of times the CEO or maybe just the leadership team, there's somebody within that management group that feels like we have a hurdle right now and we need more innovative ideas on how to get around it. We feel stumped. Right. And so as a business coach, what I bring are case studies and examples and books and worksheets and ways of thinking about the problem in a new way. Because really what we say as a coach is that you're the expert of your industry and you know the answer. It's a matter of us asking the right question at the right time. And you're going to dig out that that star moment to get you over that hump. Yes, to get to the heart of it whatever the it is. Okay, so what are some of the commonalities that you see when we get to the heart of a challenge when you're doing these sessions? A lot of the things that people call me about or that they're emailing and interested in, you can almost categorize them into these buckets, right? So there's a bucket for people, you know, wanting to hire the right people, have the right people on the bus, get them, you know, on a retention plan so that you're making sure that you're making good people decisions. Strategy is one of the others. If some organizations are still out there doing like an annual planning process and they just have a facilitator come in and they get everything written down on paper and it looks so perfect and everybody's really excited when they walk out of that room, we've all been there. We've all done it. And maybe like day 45, it starts to be put on the shelf and day 60, people stop asking about it. Definitely by day 90, it is fully in the rearview mirror. Nobody remembers what you wrote down on that piece of paper. Right. So when it comes to strategy in that bucket, I try to make sure that everybody understands that the goal is to get the leaders on the same page. But if you walk out of there with a sheet of paper that isn't going to be dynamic and changing and movable with you, then it's going to be a problem. So I like to do 90-day sprints of accountability as a coach and make sure that each person walks out of there with their goals and that they um, are able to really peer-to-peer hold each other accountable to make sure that at 90 days they got whatever goals that they wanted. Those other buckets are really execution Because can you not have the greatest team with the greatest minds come up with the most amazing strategy written down on a piece of paper, and then it doesn't go anywhere? (laughs) Execution is all about like getting it done. Yes. So execution is that third bucket that I hear some pain points from CEOs. And the fourth bucket is cash. If you're genuinely growing your company, 
Growth sucks cash. And I mean, it sucks cash like jet fuel. You need growth. If you get a huge new order and it's a PO for a million dollars worth of your widgets and you've never been that big before, you now have to spend money to fulfill the order. And that's what I mean by growth sucks cash is that at any point in which you're growing, you're probably putting money in before you're seeing it back, whether it be in inventory or in people or hiring. When you're on a growth path, growth sucks cash and you need to be diligent with certain tools to figure that process out. Absolutely. And marketing is a piece of that too, right? You have to spend some money to promote your business, but... That's another podcast. (laughs) Okay, so the former journalist and PR person you probably, I would imagine, loves this essentially what you said, walking away with everyone being on the same page is, in essence, an internal communication plan and strategy, which so many companies lack. Again, with our shared, if you will, media marketing communications-like backgrounds, we understand the truth in that. So I love that that is something that you coach on. And I would wager to bet, Stacey, that's probably the number one challenge, whether they realize it or not, each group they. Absolutely. That entire bucket of execution, every lesson learned under it is about communication, communication, communication. I have this personal rule that I put out there, a 3X and a 7X, that if you haven't said something as a leader at least three times, they haven't heard it the first time. True. It's okay to repeat yourself. In fact, I need you to repeat yourself as a leader because you think you're saying things about how you think and what the vision is and why you want to go in a certain direction. And you're just not saying it as much as you think you are, right? And then 7X is that if you want someone else on your team to feel just as passionate about something and to be able to teach, coach, and delegate to others, then you might need to find a way to message that at least seven different ways. You can't just keep repeating it verbally over and over? Did you write it down? Did you create a visual? Did you have a meeting about it? Did you talk about it individually? Whatever that is, if you haven't attempted to communicate in maybe seven different ways, then how are they going to be just as passionate and be able to repeat all of those lessons that you've taught them? You really have to dig a little deeper sometimes. And now you're going back to the people bucket because we all communicate differently and in different channels. And if you're talking to my fellow millennials, they probably want something written, typed, digital, right? So just one example. But yeah, I can see the sort of cyclical way in which you kind of may go back to the buckets as you coach as things pop up is what I'm imagining. Absolutely. You're right that as a leader, people need to be aware. So it doesn't matter if you are the CEO or if you are a senior team lead on a night shift, right? It doesn't matter what the title is. You need to be able to communicate with your team. And some of those communications are going to be different. They're going to be different generationally, but they're also going to be different from like a disc behaviors perspective. So I help a lot of companies understand their disc behaviors um, and those four quadrants of what types of personalities do people have. Also, there's something that's the, the 12 motivators. So disc really tells you, why do I wake up in the morning and act this particular way naturally? And then when I go to work, all of a sudden, those four walls make me act a little different. So you have a natural style when you wake up, you have an adaptive style whenever you're at work. But then there's this extra thing with 12 motivators that'll actually tell you why 
not just these are the behaviors, but why, where does that come from? And so there's 12 different scales of that too. It's really neat information for leaders to have because it opens their mind that one way of communicating is not going to work for 12 different people. Right. Oh, I love that. I'm going to have to go look that up too. 12 mm-hmm. motivators. Okay. Yeah. We're writing that down. <laughs> yeah, it's the 12, 12 driving forces and it's the motivators behind why you do things. Thank you. Okay. That's fascinating. Okay, so Stacy, as you're coaching businesses and they come to you for these various reasons and you're breaking these things apart, what I'm now interested in is what is your current focus in terms of type of business and or industry, size of business? Who's reaching out to you? Who are you seeking to work with? Give me a flavor for that. It's been really interesting because I was a coach pre-pandemic and then obviously during and and we're reaching kind of hopefully that post-pandemic phase, you know, knock on wood, we're getting there, right? And I'm seeing different industries have different needs. I really do work with quite a, a variety. Several of them are in manufacturing or in some sort of engineering type role. And a lot of their concerns right now relate to supply chain and supply chain management and their ability to um, get the widgets and products and things that they need, every single tiny little component piece, and then their ability to be able to make that product and get it out the door. But then there are service-based industries, and they don't necessarily have a product and a widget and something you can hold in your hand. And they're having issues with the great resignation and in trying to attract and retain talent. And they're also concerned and trying to better understand, are my compensation packages what they should be? Do I have the right bells and whistles for each generation to want to work for me? What are the types of things that I should be saying or doing on my website or on my job um, application to be able to help people better understand my culture and what it's like to work here? And if you're going to enjoy your job. Absolutely. And I'm curious because as we shared in part one of this conversation today, you are a BBB board member and we're so thankful. You've given us so much sage advice and counsel over the years and we're thankful for that. I'm curious, do you work with accredited businesses? How does accreditation for your business play into and help what you do? Unpack that for me a little bit. Absolutely. I always recommend that business owners get involved in their community in some way, shape, or form, whatever fits for them, right? There are tons of industries that having accreditation is incredibly important. Somebody comes up on your driveway to do something at your home and they don't have the BBB logo on their car, on their materials. They're not accredited through the system. You know, there are questions that you have for that type of industry, right? That you can imagine. But Others who don't necessarily, you know, go on to a commercial property to do work or go on to a home property to do work, maybe it's a newer idea to them. What does the BBB do for me? And that's where I was. I was a CEO in a former life right before becoming a coach. I actually spent several decades in technology and I was a woman in tech CEO down in Norman. And I just got invited to an orientation, just an orientation at the BBB. I came down and just wanted to see what it was like. I left that room with three people. It was barely even an elevator pitch, maybe 30 seconds to say what you did, right? And I left the room with three people just rushing over to me. Oh my goodness, I think I have a need for your services. Tell me more about what you do and when could I get an appointment, right? And so I came to the BBB 
with more of a white collar services type orientation and didn't necessarily know what BBB accreditation was going to do for me. But I had this really amazing moment where it started with networking and it started with business and it started with sales. So how on earth could it be bad? (laughs) And from there, I really just grew to learn that how much having that trust is really helpful for individuals. So as a coach now, it's still important to me, even though I'm a a solopreneur and I'm, I'm me, myself and I, and work from home, right? That BBB accreditation is still important to me because I think that it really implies trust. A lot of people don't know that process that people go through in order to become accredited. And there really is a rigorous process of making sure that you have the right insurances and the right, you know, state certifications and this, that, and, and the different items. And so to me, being a trusted business coach is important. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing. And by the way, I love that you had the experience of, and it sounds like perhaps perception even that what BBB was at that time when you first, we first came together was about the networking and connections because we have, as you know, as a board member, further grown into that, hosting so many different types of networking events. We do lots of things that are still core to our services, but that's fantastic that that was your first initial experience with us. Absolutely. I was at some event, somebody handed me a card and said they were with the BBB and would I be interested in coming to this? And I was like, well, what do you mean? I don't understand. What is membership? Right. I, as just a consumer of life, I thought you called the BBB when you had a problem, when somebody mistreated you, when they didn't deliver the services that you paid for. I genuinely at that moment in life did not know that there was membership at all. Right. And so that's why I came to the orientation and got to know things. And it's been really neat to watch the BBB's trajectory and to make sure that they're offering more and more resources for businesses, right? Resources for them. I mean, really, as a former tech girl, there's SEO status in being listed as there a is- member on the directory, right? Yes. And you even have an opportunity as a business owner, you don't even have to have the membership in order to make sure that all of your information and your contact information is correct Mm -hmm. in the database and online and for people to be able to find you. There's just so many additional resources. There are. There's so many things. That is also another podcast. (laughs) So we might do that at a later date. Okay, Stacy. if folks want to find you online, learn more about what you do as a business coach, and maybe get a free consultation to discern whether or not they're ready to move forward with you, where can they find you online? They are more than welcome to reach out to me on social media, or they can look me up on the web. It's stacyeads.com, and it's S-T-A-C-Y-E-A-D-S. Or if it's on social media, it's Stacy Eads LLC. That's the handle for any of it, whether it be Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Um, I'm on all of the social media. <laughs> yes. Follow Stacy online. Reach out to her. Stacy. thank you for all that you do and your partnership with BBB. And thanks for joining us today on the Build with BBB podcast. Thank you for having me.